another episode this time we're joined we have a special guest um we don't have a lot of guests so it's always a big deal when we have someone they're they're hand chosen today we have a ufc fighter brazilian jiu-jitsu world champion one of caitlin's good friends and uh main training partners sajara eubanks Welcome to Long Island, Sajara. What's up, guys? <laughs> it's beautiful. When uh, Sarge walked in, she all the geese. So since we live on the water, there's always like an insane amount of geese on our in our front yard and everything. And I saw <laughs> she pulled up, and I, I was like, "Oh, I gotta go out and help her. She's scared of the geese." Uh, literally, you should oh. be scared of them. They're like gross, and um, they kind of are aggressive too. They yeah. are, and so I'm an avid listener of the show, so mm-hmm. I knew that these geese were particularly aggressive, mm-hmm. and there were babies there. Yeah. So I'm like, "Oh, I'm toast," and I try to like run them over, and they were very stubborn they didn't want to move so yeah caitlin had a saver i've seen like cars stop and their beep beep at them she because she said she's like i was gonna beep but i didn't want to like start beeping and down your street and i'm like no they don't move if you beep they just like they just stand there and you have to like wait sometimes they're like laying down in the street and then you park and you're like all right you gotta move you gotta get out of your car and like shoo them away that's exactly what they were doing yeah like I arrived probably 10 minutes before you saw me because yeah. I was... Because I said, I was like, I walked by the window, I'm like, oh, Sarge is here. And then I was like, I look back and you were just standing there with your water jug. I was like, oh, she's scared. She needs help. They're, they're a nuisance. Yeah. But um, right now you're living in New Jersey, but you're originally from Springfield, Massachusetts, right? Correct. Score. So how, uh, how'd you get into... Um, then you're a big time, like you started with like Lloyd Irving, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How, how'd that happen? Um, okay, so I got started because I grew up in Massachusetts, moved to Maryland, uh, going to college, um, been a chunky kid my whole life. Like, so I had dropped out of school and was working a desk job and hit like 205 pounds and was like, okay, well, I've always been like a chunky kid, but I was like, oh, you look wow, like ripped is- up right now, by the way. Yeah. Like, you're so like, ripped right you now, right? started like a month ago. Yeah. You're like ripped right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's probably definitely not 205. Definitely not 205. Um, and probably the most, uh, lean I've been as a professional athlete also. So definitely like peak. Yeah. I feel uh, like the last physical. couple weeks, like every time I see you, I'm like, oh my God, you look so shredded. And then I see you like four days later, I'm like, you look even more shredded. <laughs> it's like crazy. Which I have to thank you for because um, I'm super motivated by how clean Caitlin's been eating the last two months and it kind of picked was. off some of her. Was. <laughs> yeah. Picked off some of her strategies. Yeah, she does everything like perfect during camp. Like mm-hmm. the way you're doing that now, weighing mm-hmm. the food. And, yeah. 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 So, so then you got into it to like, lose weight? Um, primarily lose weight and I was also like bored to death. So I was living at my dad's house in Maryland. No, I'm sorry. I was living in Baltimore, but working in DC. And so there's like a two hour commute. Damn. And I hated it. That's like, crazy. I was like, this is why people with real jobs. Like, and this is like, well, how life. old? I was like 21. Oh, yeah. okay. So was, you started late. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. I didn't start jujitsu yeah. until I was 22. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I was like living the commute, like living the like cubicle life. Mm-hmm. Hated my life so much. It was a combination of wanting to lose weight and also being irrationally upset all the time because I hated the commute. I hated the job. Yeah. Like I hated everything. And so I was like, all right, I've got to do something with, at least with and my free time. And you went to college? And, like this yeah. was like a job after college? Like a, yeah. re- like a career job? Like a career job, So yeah. you were thinking, I can't do this for the next 30 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like, literally, people are like, oh, you're so smart. You can work your way up. Like, my dad worked there. He hooked me up with the job. Um, And he's like, look, kid, like, you know, you play it smart. You probably get yourself a decent job and work your way up. And I was like, dad, tell me for real. You hate your job, right? (laughs) And he's like, 
hopefully he's probably like well he doesn't work there anymore now but he's like you know certain aspects of it and i was like no that's trying all I need to, to hear yeah trying to be like, positive about it yeah and i think so. that generation like our parents like you know it was just get a job mm-hmm. that doesn't matter what it's like oh you're just lucky you got a job the, the, like the big rationale like even i mean it's everyone hates their job that's what the big rationale was like everyone hates it you're just gonna have to deal with it yeah you just couldn't you didn't want to deal with that no i and the idea of dealing with it was like seriously honestly depressing right oh my god i have to do this for the rest of my life and like i look in the cars around me we're stuck in traffic and i'm like this guy hates his life yeah he's like clunging clinging to the steering wheel like drinking coffee he's like sweating through his button up and then you're just miserable when you're in the office that you hate right like you can't be like i can't be friends with these people because this isn't even what i'm not even myself here right yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i know that experience (laughs) and then i also like this was another thing that's kind kind of sounds egotistical now but i just knew i was smarter than everyone i just didn't have the degree so that bothered me too yeah. because i knew i was outworking everyone i knew i was out hustling everyone and they were making more money than me simply because i didn't finish school and right. that kind of bothered me too like, so you so, like had a chip on your shoulder yeah. and you're like no i'm better than this yeah. not that there's anything wrong with that like, some people are fine but you just yeah. saw yourself being like doing something better yeah so yeah. then then how did you find like jujitsu so i had kind of concluded that life sucks and this is what it's gonna be (laughs) so i might as well do something fun after work um and so i had done karate when i was so i tried a couple of different things like i actually tried out for like a woman's professional football team i tried like what was the league oh man it was like the baltimore but what was it women's professional football that's what it's yeah, called yeah if i googled it i bet you i could find it but it was like a baltimore team i actually know a girl wow. who plays that's on crazy. a boston team and it was like football like helmets and like that's why i didn't even like know i didn't it. know that was a thing i just know like the lingerie one that's yeah, the LFL. Only, yeah. that was the only one i knew <laughs> of course it's the one you know yeah. <laughs> which actually they i've seen some of those games they're not bad no, they're yeah. athletic yeah yeah no this but was not bikini this was like real football scary yeah yeah like big. and you tried out yeah and they were like you know you're super athletic you're good and i was kind of chunky at the time too yeah. but i still wasn't as big as some of these other women i was like super i was like terrified yeah. i was like no i'm not doing this and they're like we make like you know this is for the love we make like 400 dollars a game I was like, yeah you have to really <laughs> love it to do it yeah yeah you gotta love it i was it. like okay i do not love football like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just wanted something to do after work, bro. So I tried a bunch of different things and fell on jujitsu. I used to watch um, the UFC replays when they used to be on, like, Spike. And I used to be like, I don't know what these guys are doing on the ground. They're, like, spinning around. looks so dope. One of the announcers, probably Joe Rogan, was like, this jujitsu is amazing. And I was like, cool, let's Google that. Wow. And, That's what, uh, literally Googled. You looked it up. Literally, like yeah, yeah. I'm always interested in that, like, especially, like, not so much now. I think more people know about it. But how people like start jujitsu because i'm like how did you know what that was like it's such an obscure well now it's like the ufc is like a like a commercial for it Mm -hmm. almost and now like or mma especially for women they they think it's like more well known that oh that's good for self-defense yeah or they have like a boyfriend so you googled jujitsu and then what how'd that happen um so the first little place i found was like some little gym upstairs from like a boxing gym and these guys just like rolled out wrestling Mm -hmm. mats and they were all like me like after work herbs like bro jitsu uh-huh. like just wrestling just like wrestling around. yeah wrestling with wrestling. like yeah wrestling with keys <laughs> on like no structure whatsoever like youtubing stuff and like trying shit um i did that for a couple weeks and one of the guys was like yo like you're good and i was like what the fuck i don't know and he's like you should try this place lloyd's or gracie's those are uh-huh. the two places you got to go to one of the two that's crazy that he was like 
humble enough to send you somewhere like you're yeah. too good for us yeah yeah he that's was like, pretty that's good really cool he was like i just like graffiti art and like teach paint and like you actually might want to like try this and i was like oh cool sure wow and uh the only reason i actually went to lloyd's was because i didn't have a car at the time and it was the only place i can get to on the train in dc that's wild yeah <laughs> otherwise i probably would have tried other schools um wow. yeah that's how i ended up at lloyd's and he was awesome um like off the rip and you know it's kind of like prince george's county is like other black people i was like mm-hmm. oh cool <laughs> yeah you felt <laughs> so comfortable kinda, there. Yeah. that's that's where his academy was <laughs> prince okay. george's county maryland yeah so i stayed um once i got there like in the first two weeks he was like you're you know you're good you should compete i like ran some girl over at a naga some poor little 90 pound girl and just like tackled her yeah yeah Yeah, just like i was at my first tournament i weighed 198 pounds in the gi that's wild i remember very clearly because i remember being proud of that yeah i remember being proud that i had lost five pounds i was like oh i'm under 200 yeah yes because you're not tall no no i was very it went sideways (laughs) very much (laughs) but that's cool then and the thing about like what I, I mean, I've never trained at Lloyd's, but like Lloyd's is a very structured, um, you know, structured gym where there's a curriculum, there's a class. It's a very like successful business because, and they always had like, cause I know before I did MMA, I competed in jujitsu for a year and I was like, like Lloyd's team was like the, that's crazy. It's 198 yeah. there. You actually don't look that, I mean, no, not really. I carried it well. Yeah. There's a couple of older so, ones. Yeah, because, like, Lloyd Irving, though, like, he, like, kind of, like, wrote the blueprint on, like, successful gyms, right? Like, people mm-hmm. still, like, go to his seminars in terms of, like, learning and teaching. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, like, the best place you kind of could have went in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. I'm guessing, like, 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, in hindsight, it was kind of, like, it was lucky, but the reason I found him was because he was into marketing. Right. And so that's yeah, how, yeah. He was, that's why he was at the top of the Google search. Yeah. Right, right. But he's also very good, you yeah, know. What all, I mean, oh, everyone yeah, was, was also competing awesome. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, then, we you, were then you just fell in love with it after you won, probably, right? Like, fell in love with it. I won that first match. I ended up, you know, they were like, "Okay, you're way too big. We're gonna put you with the blue belts." And some some girl like strangled me, like, and I went in. The anxiety was so crazy. I went and barfed in the bathroom everywhere. Really? And, was, <laughs> <laughs> and of wow. course, I was like, "That was so cool." And so I signed up, and within the first two months. Um, I had like was like calling out of work. I'm like bullshitting at work mm-hmm. now. Yeah, dad, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's over. And then my dad's like, Sajara, like, and you have something good here. <laughs> and then it's hard because when you start training, like you're training, especially there. There's a lot of competitors. There's probably people at the gym that you're training with that most people in a jiu-jitsu gym like don't have like regular jobs so you start to be like oh, oh well, yeah, yeah everyone right. else is yeah. just hanging out what, what do these people yeah. do what yeah. do these people do how yeah. are they here because i can only come at this time yeah and you'll be there's, like there's what? a noon class they're like yeah come tomorrow's yeah. a good good training at noon and you're like monday at noon like, yeah exactly don't you work and there's a hundred like, people on the mats yeah mm-hmm. they're like how what are they doing yeah and i did i was like so i said the same thing i was like what do you guys do and they were all like jujitsu heads like some of them are like bar attending some yeah. of them live at their mom's house like mm-hmm. some of them i was like okay um and it didn't so, deter me at all <laughs> how did you so eventually you quit yeah so i went so i was technically a temp and i was up for re-signing and they re-signed me every year because my dad worked there and i worked mm-hmm. hard i was yeah. a good good employee so i came up for my re-signing but because i had been like slacking and like basically f your couch they were like um so we're not gonna re-sign you but 
we talk to your dad if you apply for unemployment we'll push it through well Uh, so that's kind of a good thing then because maybe you didn't have then you would have maybe been scared to quit yeah it was the best fucking thing because then and it was a good place like i'm not gonna call them out so my unemployment was making like 350 bucks a week yeah doing Uh absolutely nothing so i totally jujitsu bummed it for like the first year and was able like flew flew to blue belt started traveling got my purple like it allowed me that first year and a half to really entrench myself because like imagine if your life right now would be completely different. You're like, oh, you went for that re-up position or the temp, and they're like, oh, you're doing such a good job. We're going to give you a $15,000 raise, which at that time probably would have been like an insane amount of money. Oh, yeah. And at then that you time, probably, I, probably like, I can't turn that down. Yeah. I'm just going to have to be miserable. Yeah, Because then that, that's when people are like, that's where you're like, how much do your dreams cost? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or how much is your happiness worth? If we're like, oh, we're going to pay you 100 grand a year, then maybe when you're 22... 100 grand a year you're probably like all right i'll be miserable traffic's not that bad yeah yeah and then you're just miserable the rest of your life for 100 grand a year which is good money yeah but you know it's not that much money to be to be miserable miserable. and i think when you're young too you don't realize like how like you i don't know you see like your parents or like older people and you just are like oh well that's what you do after college you get a job and you just go and then you just that's what everyone else is doing so you're like oh well just try to find something you you like hopefully or hopefully then you're like well i'll have kids and then i'll I'll focus Mm -hmm. on my kids but like you still gotta be happy and like of course you know what i mean i mean and there are people that really like that do office jobs and like it or whatever so that's good but if you're i mean if you're miserable even if you're making a lot of money it's like like that sucks that's what you're doing most of your time if you're making a lot of money if they're like we're gonna give you a million dollars year, you really could be okay with being miserable you're not miserable there is like a point where it's where it's just like it's not a lot of money but you cannot justify quitting to do jujitsu. They just offered me, you know, a hundred grand a year. Well, then you're not just a lot not- of money, but you're probably too scared at that age to yeah, turn that down. Yeah, at 22, at a hundred, like probably. Because I was yeah. trying to get a real job. Right. Like, okay, well, if I insist yeah. on this, like I might as well get a real job. So yeah, with them like- not hiring you, that mm-hmm. was probably like one of the best things, the best thing that could have. Well, ever I went happened. straight to the gym. Yeah. yeah. And so then I was in DC. I like plus unemployment. Oh yeah. And she kind of yeah. said it. She was like, you know, your dad's really awesome. Like, we'll take care of you. Yeah. You know, we wish you the best. If you go back to school and get your degree, you can always come back. I was like, yeah, I flipped yeah, the birds and okay, got out of there. So sure. I was like, thanks so much. It was such a pleasure. Yeah. And your dad's probably cursing them. Those fucks didn't My dad was you. mad at both of us. Yeah. My dad was like, yeah. I could be mad at you for being such a slacker right now. And I can't believe they didn't rehire you over that. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, and, and like me and my dad are like super cool now, but it was a little bit of a tension there. Oh, too. I, of course. Because yeah, yeah. I was yeah. living at his house and he was like, you, you know, my family, the whole thing is like, we were middle-class family. Everyone, my parents are the Just first work. generation to go to school. Yeah. Like, you know, you got to get your degree. You got to get your degree. You're the oldest of all the grandkids. You're the oldest of all the siblings. Like you're the pioneer. Mm-hmm. You got to get your degree. I was like, uh, No. <laughs> yeah <laughs> schools like. and then you just so you just were like all right but the thing is too what a lot of people don't do is like okay you basically you weren't working at your job anymore but then you spent all your time like doubling up on jujitsu where i think a right, lot of people right. are like would be in that situation be like oh i want to pursue jujitsu and they go like 
they miss classes. They go like four days a week. They're hanging out. Like if you're not yeah. working and you're training like once a day or just Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, then you're just kind of like a loser, right? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. but you probably, I'm guessing, just submerge yourself like all day, Com- every day, right? All day. And then, like I said, I didn't have a car, so I would have to get you lived up at the gym. Li- literally. Yeah. I'd get up. I take the first train in the morning at 6 a.m. and I stayed there until the last train at 11 because yeah. it was too long to go back and forth anyway. Right. So I did three days. Three just, days. Just every day, three days a week. At for like years or years so because that's the funny thing is people always talk about like you see this with like the henzo guys people always talk about like well nikki ryan's only been training jujitsu for five years and then but if you train three times a day seven days a week so three times a day seven days a week is 21 Mm -hmm. times a week Mm -hmm. whereas someone if they train three days a week one day a week that's you know they're training seven times longer so really these trained five years what you would do in you know yeah five times longer 15 years right exactly right so it's all about how many times a day you train not how many like years you train because that's not really a measure especially with jujitsu too i think and then where you were there you're training with other competitors so it's a different type of training you're not just like the best person in the gym you're just kind of hanging out. You're getting out. three yeah. years in one, though, if you're training three mm-hmm. times a day. Right. Yeah. Right. And I, I got my black belt thing in five years, and early on, people used to ask me That's all the crazy. time, like, you, mm-hmm. got, you got your black belt so fast. And I tell people, like, especially laymen, when they hear about the weight loss, they're like, oh, me too. I was like, no, like, I was, un, like, obsessed with being at the gym for five years straight. Like, right. yeah. That's what I did all day long. Even after I got a car. Like, yeah. I was still there all day long and like, then you work there right mm-hmm because yeah. that helped too so once the unemployment ran out i kind of was like oh okay and what did you like teach classes there mm-hmm started teaching classes i was like you know lloyd did the whole marketing thing and i was like the only jujitsu fighter that had like a brain mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. a functioning human that had a real job so i could do all of the like admin type of stuff at the gym so i got out of all of the kind of grunt work like the mopping and the picking up right. the, yeah, and the yeah. routes and stuff like that and i was like behind the desk i was like sending emails and like answering phones and doing stuff like that that was a little bit more um, when he would he like he would do the go around teaching seminars to other gym owners and teach them how to run their business you would go with them too mm-hmm. right yeah. and you would help them i helped organize all those events yeah. like I, I feel like that's like a pretty for especially for like that age we're just getting into it like you know what i mean you weren't just like a jiu-jitsu fighter like that's a well, I mean, you're, you're part of a, mm-hmm. you're part of a, mm-hmm. a multi-million dollar business yeah yeah like, right and th- that's that's such an important mm-hmm. thing no matter mm-hmm. what your business is if it's at scale like multi-million dollar business if it's jiu-jitsu or ibm mm-hmm. it's still a huge responsible yeah business learned a ton about business management customer service organization teaching classes managing students like mm-hmm. learned a ton and there's few schools that do it. i think tiger shulman's is another one that has yeah. managed to turn yeah. their gym to a major business yeah, yeah there's a few that stand out that can do both that can mm-hmm. teach good martial arts and have a good business so i was able to learn a ton doing that and it was uh part of me i think also starting a little older like i kind of knew like i wasn't 16 thinking like all right i'm just gonna like make a job and do i knew like okay like i have my life ahead of me like mm-hmm. i have to do i might as well if you're gonna let me work in something that's a little yeah, bit yeah then it's like an internship too mm-hmm. right yeah mm-hmm. so i was able to like oh, i picked up all kinds of knowledge as far as just business and making money and things like that so i was really awesome too so and then you're doing just jiu-jitsu then when did you decide like to get into mma um, I was doing jujitsu for a little while. I probably got all the way up to like purple belt, brown belt, and I knew I wanted to be black belt world champion. But my my age 
and getting into MMA started to like I started mm-hmm. to think about it like okay if I'm gonna get into MMA like I was about like 26 maybe 27 by then I was like okay I gotta start like mm-hmm. uh, if I'm gonna make an MMA push I might want to start learning some boxing about now so around like purple belt I started just doing boxing wrestling and Muay Thai on the side of my jujitsu training um, and then about I think 2013 2014 um i was like yeah like let's get the ball rolling like i don't want to wait until i'm a black belt world champion first because that could take forever yeah like getting a black belt we can get that like i was on pace but to be a black belt world champion i kind of had to decide which one i was going to do so i went for mma and just but then boxing. like then that's probably like what like ronda rousey's time like <laughs> like where w, you were probably like well i could beat these girls oh, and yeah. she's so famous ronda she was like arm barring everyone mm-hmm. and you're probably right. like wait a minute oh, yeah. okay. but that's oh, yeah. probably the same era right mm-hmm. that, she was strike force champion because okay. I remember getting into MMA. That's what I wanted to do. I was like, okay, strike force was the thing. I wanted that to get it. yeah, I wanted to yeah. get into strike force. I wanted to fight Misha Tate, Ronda Rousey, um, who was another one? Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. Tara, um, Sarah Kaufman, Sarah Kaufman. Yeah. Those are the kind of girls I wanted to fight. My girl Tanya Evinger. Yeah, Tanya you Ed love Evinger. Tanya Evinger. <laughs> he's like, I actually kind of hate. Her. <laughs> no, I, I mean, totally. He's always like, he's like, he's like, saw her fight like in the UFC and like saw one of her interviews. Like, like, he's like, oh my god, she's insane. She's not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, um, random story about her. She used to ice girl me every time I was at an Invicta. Like every time I fought an Invicta, she was like always like. Like, I can see her from across the room, like, chugging beers and, like, making uh, eye contact. Yeah. She looks like, like a beer what chugger. What the <laughs> fuck is this bitch's problem? Yeah. I, and, you started in Invicta, your first pro fight? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of hard, because... Did you have amateur fights or no? Like, two. Yeah. I couldn't get them. Yeah, Just the jiu-jitsu. jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even, like, when I, I had a lot of amateur fights, but it started getting hard, because... And I was, like... Because I was, like, maybe, like, a blue purple belt like maybe purple belt i think it was just like around that and it was hard for me to get fight and i didn't do like i mean i did a lot of local competitions but i wasn't like world champion in jiu-jitsu or anything and it was just like girls started seeing i had like three submission wins and they would see that i was like a purple belt in jiu-jitsu not even like a federation competitor and they were like oh they were saying no and i was like so like for you, definitely not. No, I got no after no. It took me two years to get my first fight. And mm-hmm. I had to take... One of my amateur fights I had to take at 45 for an amateur title. Just mm-hmm. The weight class? 145? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, just to... Yeah. Just to fight anybody. Yeah. yeah. And then... So you get a few pro fights and then you decided to go the um, tough route. Tough, yeah. Um, actually, we fought, I fought Caitlyn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You guys fought. <laughs> yeah. I remember... Cage Fury when so yeah. when i remember i think it maybe i had like one or one or maybe two pro fights or yeah maybe one and i remember cffc asked like oh do you want to fight so hard was that a main event that you guys fought on it was kind of a big deal I think probably it was, right it was, i think we might have been co or it was fi- i think it was five rounds though well it was for no. a championship probably no right? it wasn't five rounds it was one of the longest fights of my life so i don't know <laughs> I don't even remember if it was five. I feel like it was long, but now I'm like, maybe it wasn't. I, I don't know. I don't but, remember. But I remember they were like, they asked after, they're like, oh, do you want to fight Sajar? I was like, uh, no. <laughs> I was like, no. And then like, Jamal was my coach at the time. He was like, no, this is her. She's only on one fight. She's not fighting a black belt world champion. Like, are you crazy? And I was like, so like, I mean, at that point I was seven and oh, and I had one pro fight and I said no. And then I remember that came up, like I had a couple more fights and it came up. And then I remember... Jamal was like, oh, I think, you you know, then I started, couldn't get fights, had a couple more, and then 
Jamal was like, oh, you should write her. And I was like, well, you said no before. So then it was kind of like in my head. I was like, he's like, well, you have more experience now. That's okay. And I was like, well, why did you said no before? That kind of like got in my head a little bit. I was like, that's probably the only person you've ever said no to. No, it literally is. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Cool. (laughs) For sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I've never heard you say no to someone. Yeah, that's probably hard for you. Yeah, the only one definitely. Maybe sometimes they would like throw someone that was like a different weight class, but like that was like you know. But even like today, I've never heard you say no. Yeah, I guess you're right. Definitely. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. So then we fought, and then you had a couple, like maybe a couple fights, like couple fights after that, and Invicta, right? Or you just were my, you were my second or third pro fight, yeah. So I remember when we looped back around, I could tell your record had changed. I was like, oh, she's fought some more. We couldn't find the film anywhere. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of our red flag. I was like, well, where is this girl fighting? Like, how yeah. come I can't get fights like that? Yeah. Um. So when you came back around, I think I maybe had one fight in yeah. between that same time period. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went to, you went on tough. Went on tough, um, yeah. After fighting Aspen Lad, so yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you fought Aspen Lad in Invicta? Yeah, yeah. Right before tough. Oh my God! So yeah. outside the UFC, you fought Caitlin and Aspen Lad. Correct. Wow. And she didn't, she only had first like four fights. Yeah, she didn't have like yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I didn't realize that till later. Well, yeah, that's well you don't know what you don't know at the time. Like yeah. I look at the yeah, like, you don't know at the most time. of the girls that I besides you most of the girls i fought before i'm trying to think before ufc like i don't even i haven't didn't hear their name after i fought them Mm -hmm. i saw a meme once it was on one of those like uh like mma pages like the meme pages and it was like this guy will never know if he quit too early and it had his sure dog record and his first fight was chuck liddell and his next fight was uh quentin jackson rampage yeah yeah it was just like totally (laughs) random but they were not super probably established yet and he's like i suck at this but (laughs) his first two fights his career record oh and two but they were against yeah. I don't know who the guy is. But you don't but know that at funny. the time. You don't know. Yeah, if she would have fought you know, Aspen Lad and you, I'd be like, oh, I suck at this. Yeah, yeah, definitely at the time. I was like, okay, so yeah. that's what happened. So I was like, okay, so I suck. I should start figuring this out. And I had just was dating my ex at the time. And, we and were you're like, how old is, are you now? 29. 29. Okay, yeah. Because 29 is a scary age. Just mm-hmm. And we had a baby on the way. Wow. So I lost to Aspen Lad, and this was supposed to be like, and there's no knock on my coaching at the time, but they're like, you beat Aspen Lad, we're getting into the UFC. So the Aspen Lad fight was sort of my fight to be like, okay, am I going to continue mm-hmm. to do this or not? Like, or am I going to go back to jujitsu and get a job teaching and do martial arts in another way? And so when I lost to Aspen Lad, I was like, okay, so my career's over. Like, great. Yeah. You said that to yourself? Like, yeah, I was it. like, this fucking sucks. Great wonderful and not like you know i got a kid on the way i gotta feed yeah my family so i'm like all right this is terrible um and went and got a real legit job got a security job was working 12 to 12 away from lloyd's away from lloyd's yeah after the so we had a lot of discrepancies about the path of my career and the types of coaching i wanted there's no knock on him i thought he was a great jujitsu coach but we Mm -hmm. had differences when it came to my mma career so then then, but then you broke off and got a security job not you're just kind of just doing that now. yeah not training just boxing on weekends just to have some form of similarities and totally depressed because earlier i'm like i'm never gonna work a real job this is great and i'm like oh wow full circle yeah <laughs> and you're older and you're and eight older. years older yeah right i'm 29 because yeah. 29 21 is a lot different yeah of course yeah with a woman who i'm engaged to we're having a baby so i was like oh my career's over Jeez. great super depressed again um and so i was working 
a security job and i'm swear to god i'm in our jeep one one day and i see on sure dog used to be the big news and it was like ultimate fighter tryouts for 135 out of here bro Uh uh-huh out of here yeah nice i'm out of here yeah when's the ticket when's the tryouts yeah this is it and so i called my manager at the time i'm like bro and he owed me like four hundred dollars from a fight from your a sponsor. manager did yeah because from i wore some stupid logo on my bra that i lost yeah. to aspen and they never paid me yeah so i'm like bro i need that three hundred dollars i need to take to i need to take it to vegas like every penny i'm making oh, is that's going to so rent. crazy yeah. i need yeah. that to get the ticket i yeah. need that four hundred dollars yeah, yeah. i'm needing yeah, that because yeah all my money was going to rent and bills and everything. So I'm like, oh, I don't have... This is going to tie in this so perfectly what I want to talk about next. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So I'm like, bro, like, help me out. He's like, oh... And how long ago did he owe you this money? Like a year? A couple or, of months. Okay, a couple so months. So I think I fought okay. Aspen in January. This might have been like April. So now you're collecting. Yeah, like pay yeah. up. And he's like, oh, uh, um, uh. He's like beating around the bush. I'm like, bro, I know you know these people. Injured manager, you give me the 400 And when they pay you, you take it. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'm like, bro, this is the ultimate fucking fighter yeah. tryout. I just this need your in job. Vegas, obviously. Yeah, it's Vegas, in Vegas, yeah. yeah. Like, I just need a fucking ticket to Vegas. And he's like, oh, well, I don't know if I can do that and blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, this. This is not your current manager. This was No, I yeah, fired yeah, him okay. big time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got him the okay. fuck out of there. Yeah. So this is what I did, swear to God. I used up my Southwest frequent flyer points, got a one-way ticket oh, to Vegas because it's all I can get on my points. I told my dad, I was like, dad, I wasn't living with them anymore. I was like, I'm not going to tell mom. She's going to freak out. I'm getting a one-way ticket. This is my last shot at my career. Damn. Oh, my God. My dad was like, my dad was like, go for it, kid. Oh, oh that's, that's awesome. Yeah, he had kind of come so over the one way, to kind of and one way. So they'll, I knew. They'll put you in the hotel or you had to get your own hotel? So wow. I knew because I had tried out a couple of years before and they ended up not doing the weight class, right? So I knew that if you made it through the first wave of tryouts, they'd keep you. Yes, yeah, that's right. And so right. I was like, these millionaire bastards are going to have to fly me home. I'm not going to give them a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll just figure it out. I'll just wow, figure it out. That's so crazy. Took a one-way ticket to Vegas. And um, where'd you stay when you first got there? I stayed at the cheapest hotel I can find, which was like the South Point, which is if you've ever stayed at the South Point. Sound, it's like it's off the strip m- i'm guessing motel six could probably do a better <laughs> fucking job than yeah. the south point <laughs> yeah i was like my room smelled like stale cigarettes uh-huh. and, and then you walk to the touch or the with the walk to the, the trials right walk to the palace you by yourself completely by myself did not check a bag just a backpack <laughs> had no one to hold pads for me like what did you have like food with you or <laughs> i'm pretty sure i had enough so i think my dad was like i yeah, think he kind of was like at the last second yeah, he yeah. gave me a couple of bucks yeah and so he was like yeah. no he was like and he's like scrambling around to buy me a return ticket and i was like no dad this is gonna be like part i'm burning marriage. the boat yeah, yeah, yeah. Burning the boat. i'm burning the boat That's totally. and my dad was like please god do not get out there and like get stuck and not call me i was like okay well worst case scenario if i have to call you I yeah will. like all right fine but it was part of my like i knew it like i knew in my heart and soul like this yeah. has to be it and so i get out there and this is another fun one a week before the tryouts they switch it to 125 my fucking heart drops wow <laughs> i didn't realize that because well, they wanted to bring the new one, weight i didn't class. know that they right wanted now. to do the weight class i knew that they announced it like kind of because for ultimate fighter like what they do is like they're like okay it's next week and you're like oh so you don't really know because i remember they were yeah they said i remember i was it was the night before i went into surgery and they were like 
they're gonna have the try or ultimate fighter 125 and that's how i found out they were gonna add 125 and i was like oh my god they're adding it i remember that yeah and then um but they were like they'll do it they'll announce it and be like it's like next week so like even like you know i fight at 125 i'm not making weight but you didn't have to make it there you didn't have to make it there but here's where my heart drops i get to trials and at some point in the trials they want to weigh us oh and you're like they're like they're not going i'm like oh fuck i was 170 pounds wow and you're like they're not gonna let you they're not gonna let me and so i had completed the physical part i'd done the striking and the jujitsu already smashed a girl of course anyone i know man so i remember seeing people i knew they're like random people show up but sometimes there's you well, know. actually, you do need three fights, I think. You do need three fights, yeah. and I was... I had three fights, and I was one and two, which also didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> or two and two, maybe. Something like that. Um, and so, yeah, I got through the physical part, and then they were like, okay, well, we're going to do, like, a quick little medical and a scale. And I was like, oh, shit. So I jump on the scale, and the lady's like... I had a big lunch. <laughs> no, the lady, like, I had yeah. Period. She's like, are you sure? I'm like, well, yeah. And I'm, like, trying to, like, not let the other girl see. Yeah. And then you have to go to the interview. And in that, like, hour space, I knew there was going to be two things they questioned me about, my weight and my record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so off the rip, I was like, okay, I lost to Caitlin Chukagian and Espen Ladd, and they're both in UFC right now. They're both in the top ten, so boom. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, other yeah, two, yeah. my wins are finishes. Boom. And they, like, before the producer could even... Pretty easy to explain that. Yeah. 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 And he was like, oh. And so he looks around. He's like, oh, that's good to know. Because we were just about to scratch you for that. So cool. And then he goes, and of course it comes up. They ask you other stupid shit. I don't remember. Like, personality stuff. Well, because they want you to be, like, a character, too. Yeah. So they're asking about... I remember just trying to give as much flair into the, like yeah, being yeah, myself, yeah. You have to act but still like goofy. Yeah. yeah, I'm like I told myself like be yourself, but like don't be afraid to like spice put a little it up spice a on yeah. it. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm like you know. Plus I'm like I'm a gay black woman. Yeah. You're not gonna find too many of me. Like yeah. you need a little diversity. Like right, like, yeah. <laughs> like what's up? And uh, they did. They sure enough they asked me about the weight, and I was like, bro, like I found out about this two weeks ago. You name a number, I promise you, I'll come back mm-hmm. at that weight. And he was like, you know, I'm going to keep you for the next couple of days. But they probably were like, oh, well, this will be good entertainment mm-hmm. for the weight cut. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which kind of yeah. sucks for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're, they're like a production company. They're not, they're yeah, not yeah. UFC people. No, they I, I, I yeah. tried out for that show. I got on. Oh, cool. And then they switched the weight cut. I, so I did that oh, whole process. Oh, you did the same thing. The exact same thing. I feel like thing. I forgot yeah. that you did that. Yeah, I think I did the that. exact same thing. Yeah. Damn, that weight class switch. But so, story. so then... They kept you around the next... They, they kept me around for the next couple of days. They said everything. And so then they we went through basically medicals and blood testing. They checked if we, were all, we all did pregnancy. They basically did a pre-fight medical mm-hmm. on everybody. And then they were like, look, we're going to narrow you guys down to half. Go home. We'll let you know in a couple of weeks. And then everyone was like, okay, cool. And I was like, um, yeah, I need to be flown home. And they were like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> did they fly you? Because yeah, uh, oh, oh, you stayed a couple extra days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, so they were like, like, oh, I, my flight got messed up. They were yeah. like, okay, we need all y'all flight information so we can get you to the airport. And I was like, um, about that, like, I need an actual flight. You just and- asked. <laughs> And they just fucked up. That's they amazing. Were like, I remember the lady was like, what? And I was like, yeah. And like, like, whose card did that come out of? Like, oh, I, I, mean, like, I don't the, know. The UFC's, like, Probably travel fund, right? Yeah, the yeah. top, or Ultimate Fighter. Like, Somewhere. That's but, wild. Like, un- and like, then in a little when you later. went home, did you go train anywhere? Yes, I went home. I put in my two weeks right away. I went home. I was like, that, this is it. Yeah. I told my family. I was like, babe, we made it. <laughs> because that, and then for the yeah, one. Yeah, you think you're going to. That really is the moment. Like yeah. And for rich. you, for, for 125, it wasn't, 
usually for Ultimate Fighter, it's win to get a UFC contract. This was win to get you're the, the title. Champion. So, like, you know, you're like, you know, obviously you want to win, but like, even if you just do good, you're going to be in the UFC. It's a new division. So, pretty much everyone on the show is getting mm-hmm. into right. the UFC mm-hmm. unless you're like awful. Mm-hmm. I thought right. that. I was like, if I'm in the show, I'm in the UFC. Yeah, exactly. And so, That's yeah. So, then where did you train? Until you went back out. So I went back to Maryland. I called my boxing coach, Troy Fox. Shout out. Um, first ever boxing coach. And I was like, look, I'm not at Lloyd's anymore. I just need to spar and train and lose as much weight as I can between now and, and when they fly me out. And they didn't tell us exactly when. They were like, we'll call you sometime around July. And so, you know, old school boxing coaches, I wore that plastic, plastic suit. suit. Yeah, bro. the day you got there. From that day forward Sparring in the middle the of the summer, suit. bro. Sparring, yes. I feel why, like why is that an old school boxing thing? They why? Love That's it. my number one question. How has that not. Like, but bo- the boxers still do it. I know I see professional girl boxers yeah, that yeah. I follow on Instagram. And they're, Good boxers. Yeah, yeah, they wear that plastic. I'm like, do you not have, like, Google? I don't know. <laughs> this is what you do for a living. Like, but yeah, I know. Um, like, weeks out. Plastic yeah. suit. You weeks. Know, you yeah, know, weeks. like, terrific. Oh, uh, yeah. We've gone to, like, the same boxing coach in Jersey, and he loves it. He'll oh, yeah. be like, oh, he'll be holding p- pads for us, and he'll be like, oh, I gained a little bit of weight. And, wear a plastic and suit. And he's wearing yeah. plastic. And mm-hmm. I'm like, he, I'm hitting pads. I'm like, sweat is going, like, in my mouth. And he'll be like, you guys get the plastic on. You got to yeah. beat, sweat beat, stick beat the water. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to no, beat like, the water. Yeah, he would. And so I would go to work from 6 to 6 and go, I, I would... I had borrowed a, my dad's car at some point. And so for the first two weeks, I would go to work six to six. I'd have to drop his car off, run back out to the boxing You gym. probably walked into work like, fuck off, you oh guys. My, oh, you probably were like, you yeah. guys. You could have done anything in that two weeks. Yeah. I'm like sleeping in the Jeep. Yeah. I'm like telling everyone, look out, you guys. Yeah. I am on my way. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> I don't need this job. You fuck guys are you all back. Yeah. I'm going to be UFC champion. Bye. <laughs> There's a few of y'all that I'm still friends with, so. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot of them actually, I actually caught up with a few of them. We're still working that job. I'm yeah, still, of course. Thank God, dodged another like, yeah. two work bullets. I feel like I dodged. Yeah, two of them. So yeah, it was cool. It was cool. And then did you, you like being on the show when you finally it. went out there? It was loved good. it. Yeah. I didn't think it was bad as everyone else thought. Everyone hated it. Everyone talks about how grueling it is. Um, I you think just I was also train and focus on just training right like there's no distractions right None. no phone or no i think it'd be worse if you were there and like not fighting like if it was just there yeah. to train and be on a show i think then it would suck but like i mean i didn't obviously didn't do it but like i would think like you're so focused on the fight that like i don't know it's probably similar to like fight week i mean yeah well it's maybe like not two as months long. right or it's, three months it's, it's eight weeks, eight weeks yeah. that's a long time it is a long time so i felt bad for the girls who lost early because then yeah, i was like okay sucks, they're yeah. gonna lose their mind i feel like so, i would just do something and get kicked off the show and go home like if i <laughs> no, lost like because no, you might still be in the ufc right yeah. especially then yeah i guess yeah, yeah, yeah might still might. but you made it to the finals and you had weight issue right yeah that's- yeah i made it through the finals i made that grueling weight cut throughout the ultimate fighter oh, and then I remember I was like when I went and like helped coach mm-hmm. and stuff, and I was like looking around. I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "How are all these girls like making weight?" Like, I think that's something like they talk about weight. They only talk about on Ultimate Fighter. They only show the weight cut if someone's like struggling to make weight. But everyone's struggling. Everyone. And the fact that you have to do that like 
even now, like, some of the girls, like, will post old pictures from Ultimate Fighter. And that wasn't, like, that long ago. Everyone looks so different. And I'm like, Because well, oh. they're constantly, like, sucked out. And I remember right? I was there. Yeah. I was, like, just out of a sling. So I was definitely heavier. And I was there. And I was like, I'm, like, a giant compared to all these girls. Granted, they were, like, all on weight. And I was like, oh, my God. I didn't think I was, like, I so, was like, I didn't think I was, like, that big. But, like, everyone just looked, like, tiny. We were all sick. We were all cutting the entire time. So you went out there to help coach because Mark was there. And was Frankie the main coach? Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, right. Eddie and Gagey. Yeah. And then, um, so that's how you kind of got tied in with, Mm -hmm. after the show, then you wanted to just Mm -hmm. stay with Mark? Yeah, so Mark and Jamal. Oh, and Jamal was out there too. Yeah, yeah. So I met Mark the first time. Honestly, this this could be, if I'm too off track, let me know. But I kind of thought, so I thought Mark and Eddie were crazy. And I didn't well, really... They, they t- are. Because they are. They are. Yeah. I didn't really tie it in together that Mark was Caitlyn's coach right away. Because so you knew, like, Jamal, because you've seen... I knew yeah. Jamal, but he wasn't there the first week. And so I had no idea, really, who, who Mark Henry was. I knew of Eddie, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, between Eddie and Gaethje, like, I kind of didn't really care who was going right. to pick me. So I had team picking day. Mm-hmm. And so they had, like, tryouts to see who was mm-hmm. going to pick, which coach was going to pick who. Gaethje's team is like they're holding pads they're grappling they're doing interviews okay cool I look over on the other side of the room Eddie and Mark are running spar like <laughs> they're like just have everyone spar and see who's good which is literally day. first day out and so I'm like so I was like oh wow they're like nuts because I'm like why don't we just hit see? Pads, yeah talk <laughs> yo no this is like the first day of filming put in your mouthpieces at spar wow. and so i was like whatever so i go spar i'm like okay well fuck it like i'm yeah. gonna fuck shit up and i had only sparred in big gloves and we were sparring oh, little gloves man. i was like oh i'm gonna murder someone yeah Great. perfect i thought it was awesome that's crazy to go in and like spar first of all even even now like it's a little bit different but like at that time like you i mean how many girls have you sparred oh Man, like not that before many, then, right? Before yeah. those with fighter? Yeah. Oh, almost never. Almost none. So then all of a sudden it's like, and you know you're going to probably fight all these girls. They're mm-hmm. watching you. This is your opportunity. So like, it's not like a normal spar day. You no, know yeah, what I mean? Probably, yeah. Oh, that's like lights are on. Yeah, that's yeah. a fight. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. A, like a, uh, what do they call it? Um, I mean, what do they call a, it when people go to a fight? A smoker. That's yeah. like a smoker. Oh, yeah. Like oh, a yeah. non-sanctioned fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty much. No, I try to maul everyone. Yeah. yeah. And then Mark is like coaching me. And so I'm like, who is this guy? He's like, do a double jab, do a blast double. And I'm like, sure, boom. Yeah. You know? And he's like, back up to your feet. I'm like, okay. He's like, give me a cross hug kick to a thing. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. And he comes up to me, he goes, you fucked Caitlyn. I was like, yeah, bro. Like, what is his problem? Oh, because you didn't know he was Yeah. He goes, I'm Caitlyn's coach. I was like, oh. (laughs) He's like, we're going to pick you. Don't tell anybody. I was like, okay, bro, cool. Before they went, because like, obviously Mark doesn't like, didn't know any girls. He's like, all right, you know all these girls who are, who's number one? He sent you that list. Yeah. And and I remember, yeah, because we were, I remember we were at LVI and he sent me the whole list. He's like, you don't tell anyone. These are the girls. I'm like, who am I going to tell? Don't tell anyone. Like, I'm going to go online. Like, these are like, and he's like, don't tell anyone. He's like, these are the girls rank them through one. I was like, I was like, star one, number one. I'm like, don't look. Some of the other girls had like, a lot of fights and like really good records i was like and and i remember he's like are you sure i was like no 100 percent. she's number one like don't look at her like her record i said i was like she lost to i think maybe i don't know if you were like two and two then or, i think two and two yeah and, and i was and like her losses were i mean i'm like she's gonna like mess up all of these girls mm-hmm. i'm like 100 percent. and he was just like okay cool boom yeah. and i think and jamal said the same thing so yeah you know they were definitely like i felt like he was like like 
they were like there for it wasn't really like team eddie it was just like team sarge it ended up totally because they sarge. i think that mark <laughs> just knew right away he's like okay once and then once he saw it he knew once you were on a team he's like you know and that's just how mark is and some people don't like that and some people do like you know he's like saw potential in you and he's like all right well she could be a ufc champion like let's yeah. Put our effort into that. Why are you putting like you know? Not that yeah. he, he didn't did. like spread it around. No, I mean he did, yeah. I mean, he did but he definitely was. Well, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. But I mean, he obviously knew what he was doing. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. With but it then, now. as the show ends and you know you're in the finals, then you oh, yeah. right then you said, All right, "I'm gonna move to Jersey." Yeah, so I. Because it seemed like a random location. Because it's not like you random. moved to like like New York or like some big hub. Like, like you're moving to like an obscure spot in New Jersey where it's not like. It's, it's like a team, but it's not like a name. Like it's mm-hmm. not like like AKA ATT or whatever that thing in Colorado. It's mm-hmm. like there's especially at that time there was so many amazing fighters right out of that gym. Yeah, but like it was like kind of like their own thing, mm-hmm. right? People have asked mm-hmm. me like, oh, move. I want to come train. Can I go train with you guys for a little? I'm like, well, you can, but it's kind of weird. It's not like even if like someone when I'm like even if you want to like stay with me like. I drive all over the place. Like, I don't even know where you would stay and how you would do it. Yeah. 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 So then for you to do that, like you were moving to like rural New Jersey. Right? Yeah. I had no idea what I was getting into. And so I talked to Mark a little bit and Jamal and kind of off to the side off camera. He's like, whenever you're out here, find me, find me on Instagram, stop my uh, number. He's like, and he's kind of warned me. Who, he's like, who said this, Mark? Jamal. Oh, Jamal. Jamal. Okay. Yeah. Jamal's like, Jersey's spread out. It's all over the right. place. Yeah. Cause it's Come such a me. random way to train. Kind mm-hmm. of. And it confused me at first. Yeah. I was like, it Because you're used to like Lloyd Irvin, one-stop shop, yeah. right? Like, Come on, this is where I do wrestling, jiu-jitsu, right. yes. cardio, weightlifting, this building. These guys. And yeah, and you it, take the train there. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then you're... When I first got here, I was like, oh, I need a car. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, I need a car. car. You yeah. cannot not ever. Oh, yeah. Like a car, like a reliable car because you're driving it. Like, yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, yeah, you need a car. Yeah. yeah. And so the Ultimate Fighter had like just enough to buy a car in cash, bought myself a car, um, settled my family in New York because they still had, like Mike still had an apartment up there. I was like, all right, you guys lay low here for a couple of months. Let me figure out this Jersey scene. And spent the next year trying to figure out where I was going to live. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up settling in, in Freehold. But Jamal was super intricate in figuring out, like he was like, this is where we spar. This is where we do jujitsu. If you need a box, I'm going to take you here. Man, because it, it really is such a, I mean, especially five years ago there's so many amazing fighters but it really is like a you gotta figure that out mm-hmm. yeah it's sort of like here too like yeah. long island similar yeah mm-hmm. you kind of and it's also different because there's not like a lot of people so like sometimes there's like all right on wednesdays the guys wrestle but sometimes there might not be any small guys or anyone for you so it's like well you got to go to like the high school class or do something else on some sessions you have to do on your own and yeah. you kind of just figure that out yeah but um yeah i remember <clears throat> like when so when you came you and um deanna another girl that mm-hmm. was on the show they they both came and i remember being like okay like they're adding my weight division i was like and you know mark's just like oh it's great you have sparring partners i was like yeah, at first you, you you were like, this I is like, weird. I don't know. I, I, I'm like, I don't know. I like <laughs> them coming. I no, like, okay. So I thought you were super mature about it because I would not have been nearly as composed and mature as Kate. Well, it kind of sure. happened. And it also helped that, like, too, I was, like, out from an injury. So it kind of, like, just happened. And well, I, I almost thought that was, like, worse time. It, it felt worse for yeah. me because I was like, well, well, first of all, it was like, 
all right, night before surgery, I'm like, they're opening up my weight division. I'm like, That's oh my great. God, amazing. I'm like, winner gets the title. And I was like, oh, I can't do it. I'm getting sh- shoulder surgery. I was like super bummed. I was like, dude, I could have gone on in eight weeks. You could be fighting for the title. Well, no, I don't right. think you could have got on the show. No, I could have. But then they said, my, I remember my manager being like, well, you're already in the UFC. You don't need to go on the, why would you right. go on the show? Yeah. Everyone was like, you can just go, you're just going to get in the UFC. And I remember being like, yeah, but I want to go on. I'm like, most of the girls that are already in the UFC aren't going on the show. So I was like, I want to go on the show. And like, I was like, I want to win. And fight for the title oh, wow, and they okay. were all like well no you can get it so it was like okay and it and it if i wasn't injured i probably we wouldn't have done it anyway but because i was just was kind of like bombed mm-hmm. i was like damn mm-hmm. i want to do that and it mm-hmm. seemed like oh all, like everyone on the show they're like you know it's cool they're on tv they're getting like more people know them so i definitely was like you know you're when you're an athlete and you're injured you're just like everything so sucks right, yeah. Right, right. yeah so then you know then when that happened then you guys came and i was like i've never really had like a real girl training partner i've sparred with girls but nothing consistently so like all of a sudden like two other girls are like in the ufc in my weight division and i'm like and mark was just like this is great you guys all and i'm like yeah but mark like like Sarge just fighting for the title and like I want to win the title like how right. is, how is that, that going to mm-hmm. work yeah. like, yeah. and he's like well, well just figure it out he's like you know we'll just figure it out he's like if you guys yeah. have, we'll fig- don't worry about it until you guys are both fighting for the title mm-hmm. when that happens and it comes and I remember being like he keeps saying that but like I'm gonna be like in the top of the division. I'm like, like in my head, I was like, that's gonna happen like in one fight. That's what, yeah. In my yeah. head, I was like, yeah. she's gonna win the, she's gonna win the title on the show. I'm gonna win one fight, and then we're gonna fight. So like that was, you know, in my head. So I was like, how is this gonna work? And like, of course, like everything like worked out. And like, you know, in the beginning, I remember being like, this is not good. And then like all three of us were like sparring all the time, and I was like, we were like all getting so much better. Like I just realized. Like, right from, like, the first day, I was like, oh, this is totally different training. Like, training with, like, two other girls. Because you guys were- are actually competing against each other. Like, I the smaller guys, like, working with you, where a girl is you're really competing. The so guys smart. I was going with right. were pushing the pace, but it wasn't competitive. Like, you know, you can they, like, let you do stuff. And then the girls that I was sparring with, I was just messing up. Like, yeah. it wasn't even, yeah. like, you know. So I was like, oh, my God, we're getting really good. And then I was like, and Mark would, after every session, would be like, see, you guys are yeah. doing good. And then all that, like, not that I didn't want it to happen, but I was just didn't think it would happen, really. Like, that it would, like, I would come in and be like, this is so uncomfortable. Like, this is weird. And then I was like, then we all clicked, and we had, yeah. like, good time. And then we yeah. were just, like, it wasn't long till we started sparring and being like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is like fun. We're helping each other. Like, and then like, you know, we would fight people that someone else fought Mm -hmm. and you kind of get that insight Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, this is, and just like complimenting each other too. Like, you know, sometimes you kind of, I know for me, I always think like, oh, this isn't that good or something. And then I think like with, with one thing that's really good for you and me is like, we're so honest with each other and I'm like, there's no ego. And like I'll be like oh my god when you do this it like scares the shit out of me and then you keep doing it but like most people if I'm sparring some girl one time I'm not telling them that right? you know and so they don't know they might not know that that works and Mm -hmm. they won't keep going you know what I mean like we just both have so much experience with other people and like there's sometimes like 
you know, where I see you, like, I'll spar a girl, and I'm like, oh, I can't do this, and then I'll watch you do it, and you do it, I'm like, oh, that looks so easy. Yeah. I'm like, okay, if I do it right, like, I could do it. Like, you know, just watching each other and stuff, I think that, like, oh, same. it's yeah. helped us so much, Oh, you we know? can, like, tag team the fuck out of a girl now. Yeah. Like, we, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. The only like, part I, I get mad, like, oh, I get pissed when we go to places to spar, and everyone's scared of Sarge and doesn't want to <laughs> spar her, but they'll spar me. I'm like... Like, when do you go where? Like, we've gone places, I don't want to say it, but, like, we've gone places for sparring, and, like, people don't, like, the girls don't want to spar Sarge, and they're like, oh, Caitlin, I'll give you rounds. I'm like, you're scared of her? I'm like, like, what, you think I'm, you're not scared of me? I get so mad. And it's funny, because I think, like, a lot of people that don't know you, they're like, think you're so intimidating, and I'm like, Sarge is, like, the softest person ever. It's so annoying. Like, everyone's always, like, scared of you. I'm like, why? Terrified. I almost need Caitlyn to come with me places to, like, introduce me to the Mm -hmm. other females. Yeah. I need Caitlyn to be like, she doesn't bite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like watch, we're gonna spar and watch how fun it's gonna be. You yeah. can spar Sometimes that's too. Not good if they watch us spar. Sometimes not. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely have. We, me and Caitlin have definitely scared girls out the gym. Girls have come in to spar and been like, "Cool, can I get rounds with one of you two after?" We've been like, "Yeah." And I me mean, because you always have to think of that the other way, like because. I almost think it's insane to ask for the rounds because you think like where else go to one of the gyms where there's like the number like two and six person at 155 in the same gym and go go to ATT and try to get rounds with uh, Dustin Poirier and um, uh, Masvidal. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. Same same thing. Go go do that. Like those rounds are set. You can't just walk in and pick those rounds. But, but you guys are working with people off the street pretty much. Yeah. Sometimes. Anyone it's insane would. to ask. It's I mean Like you can't go in and spar Masvidal. Like you no know, one would he's not sparring here's, you. No, here's my thing, because we and Caitlin are like females in New Jersey. Right. But if you're an upcoming female that wants to get female spar, and you've got two of the best females on the East Coast in the same gym right. sparring Well, not the East Coast, the world. The world, yeah. right? Yeah, I was trying to be, you know, little yeah. But and then you're like, and we're like, sure, we'll give you rounds. And, and then they don't want to do it anymore. We're not. Yeah. They see us scrap, and they're like, oh, no, we don't want no parts of that. Well, because people really don't. We've talked about this a million times. They don't really want to do it. No. Right? They, they would rather yeah. just, like... Be like, oh, we'll do like some light rounds just so they get a picture with you. Great rounds today with Sarge mm-hmm. and Bonfighter, yeah. right? Like yeah. just to say that. Totally. But yeah, so, so then nice. you moved here. Ah, yes. Big, but then um, now it's like you see, seem like just it couldn't have worked out better. It's like you're really like you're you guys are really like teammates. Oh yeah, it's like oh, flawless. Yeah, but yeah. it was like that, like right away. No, I know, yeah. I know. And yeah. I, I mean, but like when I go to um, last, the only time I've ever been since you've been in her corner lately the last time you fought was the only time i've ever been there with you guys mm-hmm. but like you could tell like you're kind of into like coaching too it seems oh yeah like you been really feel like you really like like are good at that mm-hmm. like it, the the coaching end of it maybe that's from your when you your years with lloyd or something like teaching and coaching but it seems like you're into like being there and cornering and coaching oh i love it it's been um definitely fun talk anytime anyone's asked me about coaching i'm like never no hate it won't do it ever um but working so much with kate like i taught jujitsu a lot i was Mm -hmm. really good at teaching and anytime i teach somewhere they're like oh my god please run our program i'm like no no thank you you just wouldn't want to do that no yeah i'm kind of the same way (laughs) yeah i think you guys are both super high level in what you do that you're like 
I think mo- for the majority, most you're in do- doing it, but you wouldn't want to do it. Like more, most of the people you teach aren't aren't doing it at the. You know, they're not maybe not appreciating your level of yeah. like thing. So then, like, like think about when you teach jujitsu class and it's like a white belt. They're like, but what if you do this? And you're like, I'm like a black belt world champion. Like, just listen to what I'm telling you. Like, you don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. And and Caitlin, I mean, we've been working so so well as teammates that we're responsive to each other's coaching also and it made it so much fun i felt like your last fight that we cornered i yeah. felt yeah, was you like, guys have fun it seems yeah. at, oh, the, yeah. at the at the tournaments yeah it was just nice because like you like always said when i remember the first time you cornered me and then like after the second i was like dude just tell say stuff like because i know it's, it's obviously hard to be in the corner with mark and like Super intimidating, yeah. you feel like you know what to say but then it, it is kind of scary when you never did it and then like i think from when we would spar and you would like coach me when like mark wasn't there when we come to long island Mm -hmm. and stuff it was kind of good because sometimes there's stuff that like you know in certain positions that you know what i like to do or what i'm thinking just because we spar together so much and we talk about it so then you're like no just go for it it works or like you know what i'm thinking and Mm -hmm. whereas sometimes like you know, Mark doesn't know that. And yeah. You know, we just have that that vibe from training. So oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why I would like, would to- I remember when I told you, I was like, dude, just say whatever you want. Because mm-hmm. whatever you say, I do. Like, yeah. I, it works. Yeah. It's enough. You know what I mean? And then I think once I said that, then it went mm-hmm. like totally good. Mm-hmm. And like, it was super fun having, because the first time you were in my corner was the uh, Fight Island. Mm-hmm. So that obviously we were like quarantined forever and everything. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my God, this is so nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just yeah. having like another girl there, we mm-hmm. train and like, no matter what you, even like during the weight cut, like I know you do, you, you cut a lot of weight too. So I know like when you say stuff, it, I'm not like rolling my eyes at you. Shout out to Ryan. I roll my eyes, even though he cuts weight too, but I'm like, yeah. he's a guy. It's different. Like it's when different. he says stuff, I'm like, stop it. I get, I get like <laughs> sassy to him, but like, I can't get sassy to you. Yeah, I'm just like, whatever. I'm like, you tell better. me to do something. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. I kind of, I kind of picked up the, the weight cutting part. I was like more comfortable the first time. I was yeah. like, all right, I can definitely coach through this. I yeah. Can, yeah. I can. Been there, done it. Yeah. I've been there. I'm a female. We've been training together, but it took like two fights for me to be like, before the last fight, Caitlin was like, no, seriously, like do your thing. And I was like, it was almost right, like right, more right. anxiety than a fight. I'm in the back. Like, that's cool i can trust myself like yeah, what i say yeah. is gonna help like we it can matters. do this yeah yeah mm-hmm. so a lot of your story it seemed like it was like kind of i want to tie this into what i want to talk about next but a lot of your story <laughs> seemed like it was like you know like overcoming like difficult situations like you know taking the train in and having to stay there all day because you didn't have um you know a car to drive back and forth and a one-way ticket to vegas and staying at the shitty motel so the thing i want to talk about the only thing that was like on our notes that kind of is big in the fight week or the fight world right now is um that female fighter i think she's a 135 pounder 25 25 sarah alpar uh, she started a GoFundMe account so she could pursue her fighting career. And I want to get both of your thoughts on this. Because um, I have a lot of thoughts on this. But a GoFundMe account, and it's nothing to... I, I don't think... It, I don't love it, but I don't think um, the purpose of a GoFundMe is to finance someone's MMA career. And a lot of people are kicking back saying that while well, this just goes to show that the UFC isn't paying enough. I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. Yeah. So obviously, you know, she wrote on it that, oh, this is, she's, I don't know if she's making her debut or she's had one fight. Um, she, it's for her training camp expenses. She's, you know, I think they said she's a barista and she's a wife and a mother and she 
the what she makes in the UFC doesn't you know she needs help for her bills coaches recovery and all, whatever all her other she doesn't make enough so like she put up a thing for thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars and um you know everyone's saying and then jake paul donated and was like oh this is this just goes to show how ufc fighters they don't make enough it's bullshit and everyone's like yeah this is bullshit and like i wrote on one of them i was like i think i'm the only person that doesn't agree with this and everyone of course like rips me to shreds rips you to shreds yeah they're like oh this is why fighter pay won't get enough no my thing is like my first couple ufc fights I was bartending. My first, I had seven pro fights before the UFC. So I was a professional athlete before the UFC. I had seven fights. I was bartending the whole time. And the reason why I, I went to college for four years, but I couldn't work nine to five and do that. So what did I do? I was like, okay, after college, I'm like, I'm going to pursue this and I'll just get a, whatever job I can to pay my bills. And then by like 25, if I'm not pro or, you know, or on the way, if I don't see it, then I'll stop and I'll like, just train for fun and get a job, which I thought was like kind of like the healthy balance of mm-hmm. like, you know, following my dreams, but being realistic too. And then, I, so I bartended because I was like, if I bartend, I can, everyone, all the pros are training during the day. I can't work nine to five. So I would work like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I would work the nighttime until mm-hmm. like, I remember like Friday nights, I would work, clo- we close at 3 a.m., get home at four and then i would drive an hour and a half to south jersey on saturday to spar like on you know at 4 30 in the morning and then i'd wake up like at eight and go and spar and i did this until like my first like three ufc fights i think like my when i well, your first contract right yeah that's basically yeah. your first contract for most people your first contract is four fights after your third fight you can negotiate it so it's pretty much three fights yeah so then by that point i was like okay i'm able to make enough where I let me, I can, I'm able to make enough through fighting where I can kind of pay my bills and I don't have to work. I I don't have to work overnights anymore. And I can kind of just focus on there, which was really nice. And I was still like doing random stuff, like random privates, stuff for extra money during it. But I was able to do that. Now, I think most people have jobs, you know, unless you're like super young, like I think the best thing to do is if you're like younger and you can live with your parents, so then you have like rent free. But I was training in jersey my parents lived in pennsylvania if they lived in jersey i definitely would have lived with them and then i would have had to bartend but um you know so whatever i did that and i just think that once you get to like your second ufc contract you should be able to like afford it which second contract that's three fights so just because you have one fight in the ufc doesn't mean like you know no one knows you i mean i'm like number two in the world and most people don't know who i am you have to be a pretty like hardcore MMA fan to know who I am just being realistic no one's being like Caitlin Drugagian's fighting I'm buying pay-per-view so in that aspect UFC's not really making money off of me no and people are always like well they're risking their lives to do that it's a choice and it's a sport like I don't have to do this and we know how much we're getting paid before we sign the contract you can say no and if you think you can make more money doing something else or somewhere else you're allowed to do that so like Right now, I'm. I've had 13 UFC fights. I've made a lot of money, and I've worked my way up. And now I think there's no way for my college de- degree and what I was doing after college, I wouldn't be making this much money now. So I think 
it's really good pay if you're good at it. Just because you make one UFC fight doesn't mean you should be getting paid millions of dollars. No one knows. Like, I don't even know her. You well, know, and, yeah, I, but, and, and she didn't say that. She just, She's not implying that uh, she should be getting more. Right. But the GoFundMe, though, what, what do you think about it, Sarge? I think it's ridiculous. Like, get a job. Okay. I, I think Caitlin's, like, spot on. Because, like, and I hate to sound like you know sour and i think some people kind of look at it as the old school mentality like that struggle you have to go through um and so no if you can avoid the struggle i mean caitlin said it best like if no if my mom lived in new jersey i'd probably be with her like right now of course like, yeah right, even with the money i'm making you know yeah. so like obviously everybody can't but for those of us who can't like i think part of anything that you want to be highly successful in life there's going to be some level of sacrifice and for you to ask for a gofundme at like two fights in i think it's embarrassing yeah. i just think um the only issue that i have with it and, and I, I also agree i think the the ufc fighter pay i don't think that it really is that far off what it should be like because people say this girl sarah alper is that i've read things she's at the highest the pinnacle of the sport and she needs to do a gofundme you're a first one or two UFC fights is not the pinnacle of the sport. The pinnacle of the sport is Conor McGregor, and Conor McGregor is paid appropriately. Right. Okay. And anyone who thinks that they can make more money outside and do a different organ through a different organization or like Jake Paul, like start your own things, if she. If you th- and she didn't say that she needs to get paid more. This she is just more people funny. that are reacting the people to who her. are reacting to her. The every fighter then write out your contract and rent a facility rent out um some chairs and a ring and sell pay-per-views you can everyone's allowed to be like a private you know promoter get a promoter mm-hmm. license and see if you can do better than uh what the ufc pays That's and a- jake paul definitely can and, and conor he- mcgregor probably could too but most people i don't think are gonna buy too many pay-per-views featuring like undercard fighters on the ufc roster like people um or will be like jake paul gets paid this much and uh, i think we've talked about this before he gets paid this much and ufc fighters they're you know they're well more people know jake paul than me so more people are watching it so the event is making more money he he's the promoter he's putting on the event and i i don't understand how people are not getting this yeah it's like an entertainment like well they're I'm sure someone like when she's in the UFC, like Paige Van Zandt gets paid more, but more mm. people know who she is. She was on Dancing yeah. with the Stars. More people are tuning. I never watch like bare knuckle fighting when she fights. She fought the last time. I was like, oh, Paige is fighting bare knuckle fighting. I want to watch it. And I when we watched it, you yeah. know what I mean? Like so, people are they're making money off of her, so she should get paid more. More people know who she is. It's the same thing with Instagram. If someone's yeah. gonna, if you have you know 500 followers or you have 5 million followers and we're both going to advertise you know a bottle of water like obviously the company is going to pay the person that's 5 million followers more but what if the person with five sometimes they say that they're like you're a professional athlete you should be getting paid more sponsors i'm like no no because no one knows who i am it doesn't work like that yeah yeah it it, it really just i just think gofundme are reserved should be reserved for like people who really need the money like I think any job 
you could say, well, I don't get paid enough, so I need to get a GoFundMe. It's, right. You know, it, I just don't. Like I just teachers don't teachers that start off get paid, like, you know, they don't get paid that much, right? Well, anyone, yeah. everyone wants a little bit more money, but I don't yeah. think that you should burden other people. Burden other that. people, especially to GoFundMe. And then if you look at other sports, too, like I look at, like, people complain about the pay in, in UFC, but if you look at the NBA, like, your bench rider is going to get, like, $7 million. That's nothing compared to a guy that's on the All-Star team that's probably making hundred. Right. Like, exactly. if I'm making $7 million, right. I can't go on GoFundMe and right. be like, bro, I should be making $10 million instead. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's no, a yeah, direct like, proportion, yeah, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Of course, I don't, I don't make Connor money, but I can't. I'm not, like, you can't use GoFundMe and you can't use that as an excuse, like, just because what we do is hard that we should be paid more. Like, oh, there's no, a lot you of also hard have to win. There. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of hard things you can do. But if you win and win and win and, and you get to, like, a certain level, then you could maybe negotiate, well, I don't get paid enough. Yeah. And again, this girl did not say that she doesn't. I'm saying that everyone else sticking up for and say how ridiculous the UFC is. And like when I said, like, I was like, I kind of don't agree with it. I think we get paid good. Everyone's like, Dana's so far up your ass. I'm like, I wish he was. I'm like, like he's like, yeah. I'm like, I feel like, I've said like hello to Dana one time. He definitely doesn't know who I am right. at all. I'm like, I wish he was. I'm like, but it's not like that at all. Or people are like, oh, you got valentina hit you so hard you don't even know you're so dumb i'm like no you're dumb i think the struggle (laughs) like and it was kind of just funny that this that popped up and right before you came here we were reading about it that's why i want to talk about it but like a big part of your story which is so inspirational it just seems that you did like overcome like a lot and like the struggle and like keep you know you're started off at one and two or two and two and stayed with it and stayed with it and weight class changes and so many different things and now you're at you know a top 10 fighter in the ufc and that i always think that that's like the coolest stories yeah, yeah appreciate that it gives me room to be able to tell sarah to get a job like, <laughs> no I've done it. that's not no i really appreciate that no it's really cool but um, i like the struggle and i like when people like overcome things and become like you know successful and I yeah. think too that like right now for I don't know if like a lot of people know it that you're dropping back down to 125. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of, like a lot of people know it yet, but I think that that's just like you're like right at a time in your career where it's going to be like that, and you're just yeah. going to switch. I think you just kind of figured it out, and you know what I mean. Once you get there, you're gonna, I think it's going to be like really good things coming for you, like in the very very near future i mean it kind of sucks like i think 2020 you and we both had like a really good year where we fought so much and we're like this is amazing we're fighting so much and then all of a sudden like your fights kept getting pushed back and canceled and canceled but i think it'll you know it'll happen soon and once it once you have that first uh fight back at 125 i think it's going to be like skyrocketing to the to the top for that i i think so too i hope so too i've really been working the thing about leveling up and we've all done arts and martial arts and wrestling and things like that like there's a level as an athlete that's Sometimes you feel yourself level up and mm-hmm. you're like, whoa, like I've hit like another stride. I'm starting to feel it, especially coming back from cornering you. Mm-hmm. Like watching that fight like that close was like, wow, this is so cool. And I'm around such good fighters that it reminds me that like, you know, there's another level that you can always try oh, to that we, I think that's the number one theme that we talk about so much is like the levels. Like yeah. if you're around yeah, all really good people, you're like around Frankie Edgar and Eddie Alvarez, then you realize like, man, I got a long way to go. Yeah. Like Frankie's yeah. been at the top for 15 years. Yeah. He's been at you the know? top since before I started. <laughs> yeah. Still, like, you know? Yeah. He, you got a long way to go. Like if you really want to be like a, like a legendary people, but if you're like the best person 
at like some like like a bullshit gym and you're you know in some random place and you're the only UFC fighter and everyone thinks like oh they're so great they're this they're that I'd be like no there's yeah. so yeah. many levels yeah. and, I and think- it's, that's why you have to be you, it's never good to be the, like, the big fish, fish mm-hmm. in a small pond you want to be like surrounded by people that like inspire you and like yeah and sure. I think like uh, we just got to the point in our careers where all of a sudden I feel like it clicked like that where we're like oh we're veterans now and it's like starting to be like a little bit more mature and being like knowing what works for us what we need to do and it's like it's funny because i think that you and me like always bounce ideas off of each other and we like you know kind of had like the same like long path through it and like realizing like oh shit we know what we're doing and then it's funny because we'll be like i remember the one day we had a bunch of girls sparring and it's like you know they're all up and comings and like we're we're the girls yeah. you know yeah. and I remember the one girl like got cut and she like wasn't wearing a headgear and me and Sarge were like you should really like wear your headgear because they all don't want no like new fighters want to wear headgears they think that's like tough and me and Sarge were like you gotta really wear your headgear not just because of that like like you know like she I got cut she got cut and we're like you know like it would suck if it's more so for cuts so you don't do that and she's like yeah it'll be fine and then like you could just tell like she like walked away and she wasn't being like rude but like i looked at sarge and i'm like she's definitely like Ugh, these old girls are just like Ugh, like lecturing me and i'm like no but really you should wear your headgear you yeah. know and i was like oh my god i'm like they're like thinking that we don't know what we're talking about yeah I'm they like, think we're like some old ladies at the park yeah we're, we're like sitting down too and <laughs> she's like making her like pro debut and i should you know what I mean? but i'm like oh you're fighting in like three weeks you should really wear a headgear and like they were yeah, like, always like that to though us. too like we if, know. if we someone do. good or bad like if someone uh that i respected or thought of like at a high level like if some like Olympic champion wrestler were to do something, I'd be like, "Well, I need to do that then." That's like, what I was like, Oh, he. That's I mean, right. they'd be yeah. like, "Well, he he drinks beers the night before he competes." I'd be like, "Well, I should drink beers, like good or bad." Yeah. I would just follow yeah. whoever. Was or you at least consider it or listen yeah. to it. Yeah. Like, like good or bad. Like they'd be like, "Well, he he never runs." I'd be like, "Oh, then I'm not gonna run." Like yeah. I always would follow whoever the best person was and do what they do. Yeah. You know, not I'm not saying always the right thing to do but like if someone's making their pro debut and you guys are in there like i'm just mimicking them right right that's what it's funny though like we and start trying to give like advice like to other girls or young fighters and they don't listen at all and we're like we're not like we're giving advice because i'm like oh my god imagine if we had a girl that would tell us what to do we're like oh my i would listen to everything they said if they said can you come and spar if like i was an amateur or a new pro and a girl that was you would attach yourself number two and said could you come i'd be like yes it's insane how many people we try to we try to recruit girls to help us they, and we help them and they will not they, do it. They, they only want to be it. good. Like, but that's anything. Like, if you want to be like successful in business, you want to be rich. You need to find a rich guy and just follow him around. Do everything he does. What, yeah. what are you doing? Okay, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. You're gonna put a million dollars into that. All right, I'll put you know a hundred and just you know follow it around until you know you become him that's yeah. what you do it's you like learn i mean it's the same thing like look the, the at people kids, that they aren't learn. doing that are they're, they're, they're not doing it and then they say they want to be fighters and that's the part that drives me bonkers like don't say you want to be the best yeah you? just say you're it, doing this for fun you were like training jujitsu like oh and then you watched mma and you're like oh i want to do that, and that you no fig- guidance no guidance and you figured it out on your own not having the resources you found the resources no one came to you 
and then like even even when you're well into it like after ultimate fighter you're like i I guess okay you looked at the coaches you're like i need coaches and you guys are good you're like you're in new jersey all right i'll figure it out yeah like following the guys that are winning yeah like i looked at mark henry and was like oh these are the guys you guys yeah oh yeah no here i come like i practically brought my bags home from the house yeah yeah that's wild anything else anything else you want to talk about anything you got going on you have um fight coming up right yeah so when do you can you say the opponent do you know the opponent? no i do know her now this is the fifth opponent i've had in four fights i've had a pull out in almost every one of my last fights um now i'm gonna forget her name because i just signed her last name elise reed thank you who is a Strawweight CFFC champ, I think. Oh, right. Yeah, your- yeah. We, we, I've seen her. She fought a girl from Long Island MMA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, I've yeah. seen her fight. We just signed that contract. So, July 24th in oh, uh, so Vegas. So, less than a month. Yeah. Yeah, oh, we're sick. like three weeks out. Three and some change. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. I'm just glad someone is going to be yeah. at the fight that I can fight. I can- yeah, that's great, too. <laughs> it's like a, a good fight for first time back in the division. Yeah. And yeah. And people would be like, oh, she's making her debut. But people don't understand. You could pay the same whether oh, well. you're fighting Valentina yeah. or her. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. At this point, you've been in, I mean, before before this, our last couple of fights were you fighting at 135, you you taking replacements against like high ranked girls. Like you never. Yeah. 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 Even like before, look, you had two pro fights and you ended up like your fights before Invicta were, mm-hmm. were UFC girls. So it's like. Not you know, that this is no. an easy fight. It's, no, but no fights ever. Never, no never. fights ever. It's, good, it's, a, it's a good fight but, to get back in division. Yeah, this but. is one of those kind of fights that I'm like, oh, thank you, guys. Like, yeah, you know, you good. see other fighters get them all the time. Like, oh, I know, I it does seem like that. Yeah. <laughs> I never well, see me and Caitlin like never do. I feel no, like usually, worse, usually I you're, I feel like most, it feels like most situations where you're like, I need a last minute replacement. There will be like, oh, here you go. Here's my, <laughs> someone in the top 10. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Now I got to switch styles with two weeks out. Like if you don't take it, you're like, they get mad at you. So, you know what I mean? It, it's definitely, I don't think it's like a, you know, for you, you've been in camp for like how many months? Oh my God. Since February. Yeah. So Easily. it's like, you just need to fight. Yeah. So that's please. good though. It's in a couple weeks though, uh, end of July. Then you still have like a little time in the summer to enjoy your summer, have fun. Oh yeah, long. for sure. Yeah, we're gonna be. I actually enjoyed a little bit of summer anyway because oh, camp's been so long. It was oh, Pride right. Weekend last week. Yeah. Guys, and I went out. How's that fun? Oh my god, it's in the city or New York yeah. City. Yeah, yeah. New York Pride. Pride Month is like for whatever city you're in. It's like gay spring break. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like imagine for the whole break. month or specific. Each city kind of does a weekend. Like New oh. York was New York was like Thursday to Sunday. I think DC was before and that. It was Miami. pretty crazy. Oh yeah, it was nuts. Well, remember, oh, uh, nuts. remember, uh, Gordon sent us a video. He was in the, in oh, the right, Uber, right, and it was right. just like what's well, it like parades and parties? Parades, and, parties, street drinking, yeah. nudity for sure. Yeah, I remember <laughs> in college I went in the city, and it was like we're like oh they're having where, like where the, was it like in the city? Like, we yeah, but where we like were, one spot or is the whole city? Usually, like, west side, kind of near, like, the pier. They right. usually block off a couple They'll of They'll do, blocks. like, a parade, and then, like, every bar has, like, you know, events and stuff. But I remember... And we're people like, are getting fucked up? Oh, oh yeah. it's, it's like St. Patrick's break. Day right, or right, right. SantaCon. Mm-hmm. It's, like, those that type of vibe. Yeah. But I think it's even, like, crazier. You've I been think to so, it? too. Hmm? Have you been to it? I went in college one year, and we are like, oh, let's go to the, the, the parade. We're like, let's go see. We didn't know it was going to be... And we were like... 
oh my god this is crazy it was just people like just you don't even have to go to like a no. bar so you don't have to go to a bar because we were like not 21 like so street we, drinking yeah going crazy yeah. backpacks put drinks in it was great for us because this was like mm-hmm. we weren't 21 yet so we couldn't even like get in anywhere and we were just like oh my god this is so cool and then when i saw videos from it from this weekend in new york i was like Oh my god, it's oh, so Oh yeah, weird. yeah. You showed me shoes at a pool yeah, and yeah. there's like girls were topless. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was like but I was like, Oh my god, it's so insane. I'm like, Well no, that's how it was before COVID. That's how uh, it was every year. It's just like I'm not used to seeing that over the past year. COVID, yeah. So that was cool to see like that many people out and like a totally yeah, normal. It's funny, like I don't even really go out anymore, but when I know that something's going on, I'm like, all right, good. It's back to normal. Yeah, yeah. you like to no, see it. Yeah, I just like to see people like going crazy. The gays brought it in. We were like maskless and free. We were well, out there. Good, because if there were a bunch <laughs> of people, like, York, if they, so. they were all out there with masks. I'd be like, this is so stupid. No, everyone. I mean, jam packed streets, music, dancing, blast. I yeah. can always That's have fun good. pride. Yeah. That's like the funnest week. Oh, the funnest week ever. Yeah. yeah. It's like spring break all over again, but better. It's like. Oh man, it's awesome! I can't yeah. even describe it. That's great. You don't even have to be gay because that's yeah. How, that's well, because everyone goes right. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just a party. And yeah. as like as like I've been to other parties, you know how like you have like your different types. Like this is like like the Jersey Shore is gonna have like a certain type mm-hmm. of party. Yeah. No, this like at ever. Pride, it's like no, like we don't care who you are, what you do, what mm-hmm. color you are, what your type is. Mm-hmm. You it's can come everyone. out and have a fucking party. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it's good time. Next, maybe a. Uh, Next next year you could go. We'll we'll show you it. Yeah. We have to keep an eye on the big guy. You'd yeah. Be, you'd be a magnet. They like there. me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kyle gets more like uh, DMs from guys than I do. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I could tell. By I these, feel like I haven't in a long yeah. time. Yeah. Right. But for a while I was getting like crazy DMs. Yeah. yeah. Like wild. Yeah. I think that there's something with um, wrestling. Yeah. I think like uh, singlets or something. It's the singlets. It's like, and so I know Wrestling. a couple of gay men. It's the it's the muscles. It's the size. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta put, post more uh, shirtless selfies. Well, I'm just starting now to get like almost there. Yeah. Like the shirtless selfies. Yeah, you gotta post one. <laughs> Keep the boys coming. Remember yeah. that one time though? I remember I was getting so many, and I said to uh, Gordon Ryan, like my Instagram, I have like twelve thousand followers, not like a big following at all, and I Gordon. <laughs> who's like crazy jacked and he's like a half a million followers you know and i was like i was like yeah you gotta be getting just blown up with dudes asking like he's like no not really i was like wait you don't and then i was like you know the, the part of your instagram that has the uh the dm not your friends but like the other one yeah the, like the dm section where it's oh, like the, yeah. the side the one all the right. way over to the yeah, side yeah, 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 yeah. i don't even check it all the time no yeah it's always but weird stuff like, going on there you don't have these and it'll be like yo let me see a picture of your feet bro nice bulge bro so it's like all like bro and then gordon's like no i don't get any of those i mean how do you not we get, were them? Dying. I get tons of them yeah. that's hilarious like, yeah i feel like gordon should get like 10 times more yeah you're like oh you must get so many he's like you know you've got to have like one or you've (laughs) got to have like one or two gay guys that are like messing up your algorithm or something i don't know what it is that's hilarious (laughs) but it hasn't been like that for a while though but remember (laughs) yeah for a while and i was like i was like gordon's gotta be like crazy because he's always like shows so jacked yeah and he's always posting any they weren't into him yeah that's funny (laughs) Uh, i could see it it's cool though 
but all right well we're glad that you came on the show thank we're you super excited i know for a while kyle was like we gotta get started on. we gotta get started on so uh we're happy you made the trip yeah well, long, coming to long trip. island thank is you. not not easy and not fun so it's we really appreciate it come, yeah. no i'm an avid listener and i know you guys don't have a lot appreciate of guests so i'm that. honored to be on i was yeah, we really excited. don't we only have people whose stories we like like your story was like it's cool because you know like different paths or marabs was cool yeah Marab's you know cool. there's it's good to have people who's like inspirational stories that you know make it to the high level that's awesome. what we like thank you thanks so much for coming awesome thanks guys Thank you.